So, brothers, let's uh, open our Bibles, John chapter 21. Uh, we will be reading verses 1 through 11. And our, our theme today, um, I wasn't sure, but I think is children have yen meat. Children have yen meat. Um, in this chapter, we will see the disciples, uh, John 21, we will see the disciples after the resurrection, they were in a waiting time. Uh, they had nothing to do yet in the ministry, but they did not sit idly. They got their hands to work. So let's read from verse 1. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And on this wise showed he himself. There were together Simon Peter and Thomas called Didymus, and Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, and the sons of Zebedee, and two other of his disciples. Simon Peter saith unto them, I go a fishing. They say unto him, We also go with thee. <clears throat> they went forth and entered into a ship immediately, and that night they caught nothing. But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore. But the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Then Jesus saith unto them, Children, have ye any meat? They answered him, No. And he said unto them, Cast net on the right side of the ship, and ye shall find. They cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved saith say unto Peter, It is the Lord. Now, when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he heard his fisher's coat unto him, for he was naked, and did cast himself into the sea. And the other disciples came in a little ship, for they were not far from land, but as it were, two hundred cubits, dragging the net with fishes. As soon as they were come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid thereon, and bread. Jesus said unto them, Bring of the fish which ye have now caught. Last verse, verse 11. Simon Peter went up and drew the net to land full of great fishes, and hundred and fifty-three. And for all there were so many, yet was not the net broken. Amen. May the Lord bless his word. So as we said earlier, here are the disciples after the resurrection. They got to labor <clears throat> in what they knew how to do as they were waiting. And so should we in the labor of prayer as we wait. And as we saw, they did they did a lot of work all night long and caught nothing. Uh, they might have thought they wasted their time, perhaps. But then come uh, these beautiful words. Verse 4. But when the morning was come, Jesus stood on the shore. How beautiful is here the presence of Christ when he comes. And uh, this uh, verse, because now I'm, um, I just want to give 
the application of they were saying that when Jesus came in the morning and he stood on the shore, his presence was coming to the disciples. And this reminded me of Psalm 30, verse 5. For his anger endureth but a moment, in his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. And it says uh, in John, verse 4, But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore. The disciples have been toiling all night long, and then here comes Christ in the morning. And Christ comes to us as well in many times. Any Christian that is a true believer will experience this time and time again. A night of weeping, but then joy coming in the morning. But I also think that we will see this as well in the morning of revival. It says that Jesus stood on the shore, and now in verse 5, and then Jesus saith unto them, Children, have ye any meat? And they answered him, No. And for us as a united prayer family, we have been, as it were, in a long night of prayer, toiling and striving after God. And we might hear his voice later saying, Children, have ye any meat? And we might have to confess, No. We just worked all night long. And remember that for the disciples here, the night was the proper time to do this, to go fishing. That's when they were usually caught things, uh, fish. And, and people who are, have been a long time in the ministry, they know the right thing to do is persevere in prayer no matter what. But at the end, we, we, we may have to just say, Children had any meat? No. Uh, we can say we think we were doing all the right things, but we still have no meat. We are not there yet. And Colin says, Colvin says in this, in this passage that God often tries believers that he may lead them more highly to value his blessing. And note that the disciples here it says that they cast the net on the right side of the ship because Christ said, cast the net on the right side of the ship and you shall find. And they didn't know this was Christ. To them, this was just a stranger asking, do you have any food? And then advising them to cast the net on the right side. Now, this doesn't mean, of course, that the disciples did everything they were told to do by strangers but it shows that they persevered in their labor as good fishermen. They said, let's do it. Yes, it is the morning. We have to travel all night long, but let's do it. And going back to Calvin, he also says, if we wish to allow an opportunity for the blessing of God to descend on us, we ought constantly to expect it, for nothing can be more unreasonable than to withdraw the hand immediately from labor if it does not give promise of success. We ought constantly to expect it. And uh, now we come to these words of promise uh, where Christ says, cast the net on the right side of the ship and ye shall find. 
When Christ encouraged us to prayer in Matthew 7, he said, Seek and ye shall find. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. So that's exactly what the disciples did here. They cast their form, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. So um, that is the lesson for us here and the encouragement that when the morning comes, even if we have to travail all night long in prayer, the Lord may come to us and say, cast the net on the right side of the sheep and ye shall find. And so later it says, uh, therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved Faith unto Peter, it is the Lord. So when, after they have persevered by faith and they saw the work of the Lord, they knew it was the Lord. And so it is for us, when the Lord gives us our petition, we will be able to say, it is the Lord. I am remembering um, what happened with the uh, known of um, Ashbury event in the university. We all remember that. And I remember Stephen saying, we will know if it is the Lord. Let's wait. Let's not rush to make any conclusions. And so this is what happens here. As soon as the Lord comes and works, we will be able to know it is the Lord. And this was so evident to them that Peter went to the water and he swam. He didn't wait to get on the ship as the other disciples did. He said, I am going to go swimming right to where Christ is, where my Lord is. And so in conclusion for, um, for us today, let's remember that revival is not meant to bypass our sanctification. We could have a false hope that with a revival, we will become victorious and triumphant Christians overnight, devoted and doing all the right things uh, that we have not been able to do before. Defeating all sins, all at once. If this is the case, that is an incorrect motive to pray for revival. Because God never, has, he has never promised an overnight sanctification or an overnight building up of the faith. On the other hand, I think we don't have any idea of how much the Lord might be strengthening our faith in this travail of prayer all night long. Think about it. Think about the joy that awaits when the risen Lord Jesus, who died for sinners, comes in that glorious morning after our faith has been exercised, after he has tried us, and after we will value uh, his answer, and he will say, children, have ye any need? <laughs> we, might, we might say, no. And he says, cast the, net, the nets on the right side of the sheep, and ye shall find, to which we will answer, it is the Lord. Amen. <laughs>